Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. My name is Fernando. I'm Randy, and today we have my roommate, Travis Bell. Hey, guys. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Yeah, that's an interesting experience already. Yeah have, yeah, have you ever listened to any of our episodes? Uh, I think I've listened to one. If you're going to ask me which one, I will not <laughs> be able to tell you. Yeah, but I'm sure Randy has told you a little bit about you know what we talk about and that kind of thing, right? Yes, definitely. It's been uh, it's been fun hearing uh, y'all's chats over the time. Yeah, yeah, cause cause you you've been here while we recorded yeah. before. Yeah, but sometimes I'll like pop on the headphones and jam out some twos. I'm like, man, <laughs> I should have listened into this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we ha- we have some pretty good conversations for the most part here mm-hmm. and there. I think a lot of it is just like me and Ryan just shooting the shit. But mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. most part, whenever we do have guests, which we've had three at this point, right? Yeah, we had Brienne and then we had Hannah and Macy. You'd be number four. All right, yeah, but for four. our audience who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about you know your background, what your corporate role is maybe yeah. and then we'll go into more as to who you are in, in <laughs> yeah. our discussion some twists and turns uh yeah i'm uh, currently a commercial financer um if anyone uh, needs loans like <laughs> developer loans uh, i do lots of that um but real estate is really right now my my professional background and it's been a really fun experience and definitely a, a journey i didn't foresee um but i've loved every second of it what what, what were you told the job would be when you went into it. So I think a lot of times, like people get a job and like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, honestly, that was kind of the where I was at. I was uh, waiting tables, I was serving tables, um, and one of the uh, one of the people who was a server there, one of my good friends, got a job at a law firm, and then she had uh, worked a Saturday night shift one time, and she's like, "Hey, they're hiring in this certain position," and I was just like, "It's not serving." So okay, <laughs> I will apply to this if you say I'm trying to get out of this game, and uh, applied to be a commercial loan officer, and. Uh, they gave me the job, and then it was just kind of a, a wild race from there. So, what does what does he come home saying about his job, Randy? Uh, really not much. I mean, he'll he'll mention what kind of deals he's working on, but yeah, and you know. He keeps it pretty under wraps. Yeah, for the part. typical, typical role. Yeah, yeah. I got to be careful. I have certain things I can and cannot divulge, of yeah, course. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I guess I should uh, bring you into more to the fold. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's all good. So uh, we haven't even mentioned this, but this is our first episode of 2021. Yes. Right? Yes. We're mm. back from a little hiatus. Yep. Uh, what was our last episode was second week, well, second to last week of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a hiatus because I wanted to get married. Yes. So it's been uh, two weeks into the married life. Yep. We are uh, sitting with Mr. Now, Brianne Martin. Ooh. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm taking her her name. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been good, man. The last couple of weeks have been good. I think... Uh, Hoping that our audience has been well, that people have been staying engaged uh, with just, you know, staying active and doing their thing. I know this this past year was a shit show, mm-hmm. um, for lack of a better term, and this year doesn't look very much better, if that's yep. a way of saying that. Yeah. We're off to a rocky start, for sure, yeah. for sure. But I think overall, most people I talk to in the commercial real estate world, at least, are pretty optimistic, which is good to hear. Yeah. And... Yep, we're we're picking up more and more business every day. It really just is dependent on your industry, really. Yeah, like depending on what you work in. Because I mean, you know, as you were talking about the you know how you got your job, the networking mm-hmm. is so important. Yep, I think mm-hmm. people who are graduating right now from their from university, like I can't get a job. Like it depends on who you know. Yeah, well, and you also have to be prepared whenever you meet that person. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Is like, all right, I was prepared for that opportunity whenever that connection was finally made. Yeah, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yep. Uh, and but yeah, the, I talked to my buddy yesterday, a good friend of mine who works for a big retail land or retail landlord, 
And he was telling me that they've got a lot of mom and pop restaurants that are coming in, which I thought it was good for two reasons. A, they're mom and pop shops. B, they're restaurant entrepreneurs and they're coming back into wanting to lease and uh, grow their space again. I was like, well, that's a pretty good sign. So that's good to hear. Um, so I think things are picking back up. And it really just depends, like, depending on who you ask, mm. that, that, I guess that term picking back up, is, since it seems so subjective, mm. right? Because so many people are saying, oh yeah, things are great in one area, but in the other area, it's like, not doing so hot so um it's just it's good to see like overall people are starting to feel a little bit more optimistic as to what the future holds mm-hmm. uh, i know the, the next couple of weeks are going to be very important as we transition into a new president mm-hmm. uh things are going to be different but um hopefully stimulus come in and we can simulate the economy a little bit more but without going to down too <laughs> down too deep on that rabbit hole yep um i guess what's what's the gauge on your i guess group group of friends like how are they feeling now we're in a, in a new year um, I, I think we're fortunate to have a lot of uh, hardworking and intelligent group of friends. Yeah. So uh, most of them are doing A-OK. I know a couple people that are um, a little worried and anxious about what's to come, but those are also the people that just spend money blindly and you know do silly things. It's like, all right, well, I don't really feel bad for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a similar sentiment that I'll express as well. Uh, my friends, uh, luckily, who I've surrounded myself with are... Uh, seem to all be doing pretty well. Um, I guess uh, who would be impacted most would probably be like um, one of my sisters who used to be a, a server. She still serves tables, and luckily money's getting back up to where it uh, used to be. But she also is in performing, <clears throat> excuse me, performing arts, and so she did musical theater. And obviously, that whole industry just got turned upside down on its head. So she's definitely, I think, had the uh, biggest rough go uh at least in my immediate circle yeah, it's definitely a bit tough mm-hmm. it's crazy to see like you know people who were impacted that like that uh, heavily somewhat pivot into i guess the tech world the virtual world because mm-hmm. i have seen a lot of people starting businesses right mm-hmm. whether that be youtube channels or starting becoming um i don't know like what is it called uh, jewelry i've seen people do mm-hmm. so, like, no matter what like some people who saw a side hustle or a hobby mm-hmm. a few years ago i mean made it a real thing this year so have you guys had any experience with that as far as, or have you guys thought about doing a business or seen any friends do businesses of that nature? Dude, I've got like three businesses I've got going on. So I'm, I'm good. I'm staying busy. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing some friends start uh, some new businesses, which I've been really excited about because in you know, any tough time, you get to see some entrepreneurs rise up, which is always exciting. I always support people who take that endeavor because it takes a lot of courage and a lot of hard work uh, more than I think most people realize. And especially in the, this COVID world that we're living in, it's a, it's a new world that they're having to face. <clears throat> Goodness. It's a new world they're having to face, and and how are they going to combat these new challenges that a lot of people have never uh, had to overcome before? So yeah. I'm excited for these resilient people that'll come from it. Yeah, tough times make tough people. So mm-hmm. it's it, but it's up to you to become tough. Yeah, yeah for sure. I know I was um, before we started, I guess, recording this morning. I had a meeting, uh, one of the organizations that I'm a part of, and we were just sharing like some of the things that we've learned the last couple of months. And um, I think for me has been one of the challenges that I've had is keeping people excited about just being involved. Mm. Um, I think morale, keeping people's morale and people keeping people accountable has been one of the hardest challenges for me as far as like a leadership perspective mm-hmm. because it's 
you you have to really think about like from a personal perspective how much you keep people accountable and how much you push them Mm -hmm. because i think some people are just struggling to wake up from bed right Mm -hmm. and so if you're saying like hey i need you to be accountable with your volunteer position and do these certain things like to a certain extent like it's a volunteer position for Mm -hmm. nando Mm -hmm. like you really can't push them that much and the fact that they're still involved in doing something is better than nothing and so i think uh, from that perspective it's been tough for me to be able to understand like how much you really push people mm-hmm. but but luckily um to your point about resiliency you know we'll be able to say that we learn these skill sets so that whenever mm-hmm. things like this happen again in the future well, i guess we'll be ready but um has anything like that as far as like lessons learned or or things that you guys have had to learn the hard way uh, anything like that for you, for you guys to share for the audience um yeah, be tough. Like <laughs> that's really the best thing I I can offer is like you're a lot tougher than you think you are if you're willing to like embrace the challenge. Uh, it's like because I, I I know David Goggins talks about it for like you're you and and I would agree you're way tougher than you think you are, but you have to be willing to voluntarily uh, engage in difficult challenges uh and and put yourself into uncomfortability so like one of the things i've been doing since the start of the year is i've been doing the wim hof method so i've been doing his his breathing exercises and cold showers (laughs) and man cold showers (laughs) definitely puts you in an interesting uh physiological state of stress but makes you feel so much better afterwards and i like starting my day with that like i start with the hot shower and then end with you know right now up to like a minute and a half of the cold shower while it's 30 something degrees out uh it's like, all right, if I can voluntarily go through that uncomfortability, that's like the hardest thing I have to do today. What's What else do I have to do? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, self-responsibility, um, I think, is in recognizing that. But even uh, recognizing it, you can still run into a, a train crash because, I mean, I, I can reflect back in certain points of my life where you see just the calamity coming <clears throat> and you're not doing anything to uh, change it. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I know it's coming, but I'm really comfortable where I am right now. (laughs) And eventually that train wreck comes. And then whenever your back's finally pushed up against the wall and your whole world's crumbling in, a lot of times I've found I have my biggest breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. Um, I look at like the the most impactful moments. I'm like, wow, like look at all the good that's come from this. And when you're going through the crap, you never, like it always sucks, but you always know that's only for a certain time period. And if you stay diligent to certain principles that eventually the tides will turn yeah yeah and i would agree i love that how you phrase that but your world came crumbling down and you have to rebuild it because that fits in so well with yep. the recurring mythology of death and rebirth like the phoenix you you have to let part you have to let the weak part of yourself die and replace it with a stronger part that you didn't know you had that's what our military does and yeah when you go to boot yep. camp they just completely tear you down and build you anew yep yeah i think david goggins talks about that too when he ran that 100 miles like in 24 hours mm-hmm. I don't remember the number, but I think it was, he wrestled like 77 miles and then like he, he broke his foot or something like that. And so like the last, you know, 20 something miles, that's where the development really came from him mm-hmm. and, and developing that, that a killer mindset of saying like, these miles are going to make me who I am today. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted David Goggins was <laughs> David Goggins before that race, but I think that those last miles was really what, to your point, as you're going through it, you know, that train crash is coming. But unfortunately, sometimes like you can't just pivot and change tracks like mm-hmm. tough shit. Like you're going to go down <laughs> these tracks and you're going to hit it. But hopefully you come out on top on the other side and um, embrace I, the suck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I don't know. I feel like sometimes um, like you, you talk about certain generations 
And I think that it's, it's very easy for people to just scapegoat and say like, well, you know, millennials or Gen Zers are just soft. Like mm-hmm. We don't know how to go through it um, because of the way we were raised, right? But I think, uh, you know, people are, are going through and they are developing that adversity. Uh, and maybe they're doing it through, through this year, but like, um, is there certain things that you've had to learn the hard way um, as far as like, I guess, examples that you can give our audience uh, for, for you to um, I guess share? I know before we started recording, Randy was like, you guys need to shut up and stop talking. <laughs> You're talking some good stuff. But um, what, what those type of experiences have been for you? Um, I guess uh, give a little further in-depth view from a timeline uh, of where I'm at. And I'll, I guess I'll give a high-level overview and kind of dig in from there. Um, I guess whenever I was 18, I was uh, in college at the time, community college, uh, going to Colin College, go Cougars. Uh, <laughs> but whenever I was going there, I had started my own business um, was rolling into my second semester of college and and really decided to uh, to take off with it because I remember sitting in biology class and I was thinking all the meetings I was needing to do and I need to set up this I need to contact this person I was just like all right wow I really need to make a choice here Uh, I need to either really pursue this business or I need to focus on school and it's like well school will always be here. So it's like, all right, I will take this plunge and uh, ran off with the business and uh, as a travel company. So I went on a bunch of vacations. Uh, so that was kind of a nice added benefit for being in that particular field and, and really uh, built the business hard for three years and then uh, took basically two years off and did whatever I wanted and woke up whenever, went on pretty much a vacation a month at that point in time and did that for a couple of years. Um, but eventually the the business came kind of crumbling down. One of my right-hand business partners decided to go off and, and do something else, uh, which is completely fine. It's just a, a timing uh, issue. And, but he was a huge revenue driver for me. And that's whenever uh, all of a sudden I'd been two years out of the game, Retired. not doing anything. <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, all right, I gotta go back to work. But I because I had taken those two years off, that work ethic that I once had had, had diminished significantly and so that's why I say you kind of see the train wreck coming you're like all right how does this play out over the next six months if you continue doing what you're doing you're like all right that doesn't end well but why why are you still doing it when you know it's going to be bad and I really had to hit that wall in order for it to kind of shake me and wake me up and that's whenever I had to what go and become a server, which was a really humbling experience because I was, you know, training people, speaking on stages, uh, really looked at, I guess, as a, a leader with certain people, and I'm here now having to serve tables. Uh, I had to get out of the townhome that I was in, and then had to sell the BMW. Lots of issues, and it's just like my whole world just completely flipped on its head, and. Uh, had to get like a completely new friend groups um, and then I was just thought the being a server for it would be like six months and out and then at that six month mark I had a job I or I accepted a job position uh, put in my two weeks notice and then uh, a week into my two weeks they filled the position on me and I'm like oh, I go back to serving so I was like hey can I have my job back and they're like, hey yes so I worked for another six months which was whenever I ran into the person who presented for the commercial loan office position um, and that was really amazing to have the opportunity to be able to to pursue that career field especially not having a college degree 
Um, since most uh, bankers I know, at least, they all have degrees. So it's a, a nice little added twist, I guess. Yeah, and this last year you were promoted to managing director. Yep, managing director. Um, it's, yeah, new responsibilities. and awesome, uh, Yeah, definitely exciting. And it's, it's a wild path that I've taken, but I wouldn't change it for the world from all the, the people I've been able to meet and uh yeah, all the company and the, the, the lessons that I can pass on to other people. And it doesn't have to be necessarily the conventional way. Um, but how do you want to build your own life? What does society tell you and what do you tell yourself? You know, we, we've had episodes in the past where we talk about maybe college isn't the, the only way for you, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, you can go and pursue something else. But now, to your point, like a lot of loan officers or a lot of people in, in, the, in the world that you work in, have college degrees Mm -hmm. do you ever see that being an issue and if so like you know what are the type of discussions you have with people who say like well have you ever thought about going back to school or done this or that um like i said some some perspective to share with everyone else yeah um like being at this point i had i have very little college credits i guess so i'm (laughs) like man i'd have to go back for that amount of time like that's you know three plus years of actual schooling when all this information is out there on this amazing platform called the internet and i'm just (laughs) like all right i can i can do all this self-research and and that's that's a, where I really have loved all of the mentors that poured into me at an early age where, hey, it's about what you uh, about what you put in your head. Was it you can empty your wallet uh, into your mind and your mind can fill up your wallet. Um, so little things like that. I'm like, OK, let me pursue this this self-education um, and how self-education can really change your world. And that's what I really attribute um, all my success that I have right now is because of being surrounded around these mentors and listening to what they're saying and and putting the right things into my head. Um, And whenever whenever things are not going your way that's when it's most important to be positive and have your disciplines like whenever i was being a a server i was one of the first things i noticed when i applied there uh, was how negative everyone was and i just wasn't around that typical environment and i was like oh crap because i knew no matter how hard i resisted it the power of influence it will it will make me more negative whether i like it or not and and i noticed over time that occurred and and so i was like all right whenever i'm driving to and from work i'm always listening to audios i need to pump my mind with that positive energy and be able to really develop my mind and then the opportunity presented itself but i had done a year plus worth of work much more than that so i was able to take advantage and run with this and i i think a lot of people lose sight of that uh, that hey you need to be diligent and the opportunity could be right around the corner you just don't know when yeah i can't agree more than that like when uh like when i got laid off in uh 2020 like the fact that i had started working again in a month i was like okay yeah this was the result of, of the fact that I never let myself be complacent. Like I was constantly striving and like, I'm still striving to be better every day. Yeah, if you don't work at getting better, like mm-hmm. on your own, like that's why personal professional development mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. Like the work that I do in the organizations that I'm a part of, like is focused on how do we elevate you into the next level. And I think so many people think that, okay, well my company's gonna take care of me. They're gonna give me the skill sets. They're gonna be able to help me promote myself. Mm-hmm. And the reality is no, that's not the case. Like they're going to make sure that you are a good employee but you making yourself into the person that you want to become, that's your responsibility. Yep, yep. And to your point, like, you know, you gain this opportunity. Like, it, you didn't build the skill set by just being a server, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you graduated um, high school and you go on, onto the real world 
and you build, build this, this uh, you work at it for like two, three years, right? You build a skill set, you're up on stages, like you're doing your thing, building a business, like that's the skill set that allows you to be successful today. Mm -hmm. um, if you didn't put in the work, right, at that, you wouldn't be who you are today. And I think a lot of people, you know, expect that they're gonna just land on something Yep. you're going to build the skill set on the job and unfortunately that's not the reality mm -hmm. uh, you always see the memes right like you know people trying to like the job op officer says uh entry level position because they have 10 years of experience right and people are like how do i get 10 years of experience if i make the entry level job mm -hmm. well the experience may not come from the professional setting or uh, industry setting mm -hmm. but it could come from the fact that you were a leader in high school playing sports it could come from the fact that you did public speaking at your church whatever the case is like you're building the skill set to be successful and I think nowadays like the apprenticeship mentality like is no longer a thing mm -hmm. everybody wants to have a paid internship no one's willing to do any work for free no one's willing right. to do anything at all they're so, entitled yeah yeah unfortunately that's, that's that's the reality of it yeah uh, and I think you know certain people are unfortunately like in financial situations where they can't give themselves a the permission to do unpaid internships and I get mm -hmm. it. Yeah. But there has to be a some type of uh, uh, balance between you saying, this is how much money I need to be successful to pay for my uh, living expenses. Mm -hmm. But the rest of my time, like, I don't get to have a social life. I have yeah. to go and build certain skill sets. Yep. Um, is there certain skills that you, that you think that come to mind that, that, um, that you built on your own, on your own time? I guess for the both of you? Uh, yeah, I'll answer. Critical thinking and I think Travis has really helped me develop that skill even further in the last like the year and a half that we've been living together. And like one of the things I, I love about Travis is he'll he'll challenge your perspective in the most polite way possible. But and it's a non um, like it doesn't come off as, as rude or aggressive, but it, it it makes you think. He's really good at taking that Socratic method to rationalize your argument and really make you rationalize your own argument. Uh, and make you think about it from a, a, a more critical perspective. And, like, that's one of the things I'm, I've learned the most from being around Travis, for sure. Yeah, trying to, I guess, yeah, remain intellectually consistent. Um, I guess you see uh, hypocrisy out there, and mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I need to... I need to make sure I don't fall into that trap. And so I need to make sure I don't fall into my yeah, ideological kind of corner. Let me question these things and make sure that I'm philosophically sound uh, in my reasoning. And I find myself uh, you know, uh, posing questions or arguing a side that I don't even necessarily want to argue for. Um, but it's, it's the proper uh, flow of information you should have or dialogues you should have to find the truth um, and not really suppress it um, and just question things question things yeah well like one of the perfect examples of being able to see hypocrisy and uh, see someone being inconsistent with their intellectual values was Sam Harris tweeting out like about cancel culture he's like you can be fine with or you can be against cancel culture and be okay with canceling a psychopath and he was referring to Donald Trump being removed from Twitter and my first thought was that was ex like extraordinarily hypocritical and uh, narrow-minded, all encapsulated into one tweet by someone who is a genuinely very intelligent person. And I was just like, wow, it's, it's crazy how you can get trapped in your own ideology and not be able to look at it from the bigger picture and understand, oh, like, wait, uh, no, that's, that's intellectually and ethically incons inconsistent with your own values. Like, come on, you need to pick. <laughs> there are no contradictions. <laughs> And uh, one uh, another skill set I would say that really had a tremendous impact on my life was I used in high school, believe it or not, I used to be much more shy, um, and so I really had to work on my communication 
um, and reading books like how to win friends and influence people of course mm-hmm. but it's like you, you got to start somewhere so it's like all right get one of these staple books and and that's that book really changed my perspective on things and okay I need to be much more cognizant of the actions that I'm doing and how they play out and how people perceive those actions um, and, and what type of person do I want to be what do I want to resemble or represent in this world because you have to make that choice um, you know what 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 side and I don't necessarily want to say side but what angle are you playing for um, and are you proud to represent that um, and, and when the going gets tough that's when it's important to stay to those principles yep and so you need to have a good foundation of that so you're able to push through all of it, which is why I love entrepreneurs so much because you have to operate so blindly on faith for a while and, and have faith that the numbers will work out that over time. It's like if I work my bust my ass off over this long period of time, eventually it'll flip. Eventually it'll flip and you're just fighting for that. And it, you look kind of like at a crazy person at times, and then uh, eventually you get to that point, and then that's when everyone's like, "Oh, like you just see, you became an overnight success." <laughs> I'm like, "Ah, it takes a long time to become an overnight success." Yeah, yeah we talked about earlier because you guys made the comment that I was very well connected, um, but I, I was similar to Travis. Like, I was pretty shy. Like, I just didn't, uh, I didn't socially develop as quickly as most of my peers did, and I had to genuinely work at it. Like, it took me years of being uncomfortable, like walking up and introducing myself to strangers and cold calling and all that. But now it's like, oh, it's just second nature to me now because I put in the time and the effort to get there. I mean, you have to work at it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's as, as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, communication is for sure, like the, the most, to me, the most important skills that you can yep. have in the business world. I agree. Because it's both internal communication that you have and external communication. Because you could, you could be the smartest person in the room and you can have the best points and you can have the best effort in trying to drive the, the company in the right direction. But if you can't communicate your point, you're going to be misunderstood. Yeah. And I think so many times people are misunderstood either via text, either via uh, verbal communication or written communication because they just can't get their point across. Because yeah. um, you could talk a lot but say nothing. Right? And mm-hmm. I think you know people who are strong communicators and effective communicators are able to develop influence. Mm-hmm. And I think you see it so many times like in the business setting that people who rely on authority and it's like, I'm your boss, I tell you what to do, go and do it. Like you don't want to follow that. Mm-hmm. But someone who has strong communication skills who happens to be a peer can build that influence and help people drive in the right direction. And I think those are the people that become successful in the business world. And then yeah. it goes back to what we said earlier, like you developing the communication skills outside of work is going to help you get that promotion. Mm-hmm. Like your company is not focused on giving you Toastmasters mm-hmm. and giving you uh, improv, uh, mm-hmm. uh, improv, uh, what is it called? Comedy. Improv comedy. Uh, and so like those type of experiences are going to make you a better speaker and mm-hmm. on the spot too. I'm sure improv gave you a lot of things that you can apply to the corporate world, right? Yeah, it, it's really just getting over that kind of stage fright of like, I don't know what I'm going to say and I'm like in front of all these people that are going to be like, you know, I'm supposed to make them laugh and if I don't make them laugh, like I'm going to fuck, like I'm a fuck up and just getting over that, like sometimes you're going to hit, sometimes you're going to miss. You just, you just keep, you just keep swinging though and um, I've found that in this same metaphorical context, the more I keep swinging, the more often I, I get hits. And I think it's just practice and getting the reps in. Um, like just, like I, I've noticed since I did improv, I'll make more off the cuff jokes. 
and like they land more often too like I just keep throwing them out there and it's like some are going to hit the board some are not but people aren't going to remember the ones that don't hit like but they are they will remember the ones that do and it's like cool I, I get a win-win I get to keep practicing and like the wins <laughs> relay to people very well and it's definitely a, a skill set and you have to constantly work on it and if you take reps off and, and take weeks months years off it does impact you so it's something that you constantly have to work on i mean they say it a lot in sports it becomes muscle memory mm -hmm. right? the more you do it the more it's like okay this is how i swing a bat this is how i swing a club and if you just leave and then come back to it years later like you, your muscle memory is gone i mean yeah it's somewhere in there but mm -hmm. you have to get some initial reps to kind of bring it all back and I think it goes the same thing for public speaking. Yep. Like if you don't feel comfortable speaking on stage and then you're getting thrown into it, it's like, oh crap, who do I look at? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> like it, it's, it's awkward. And I think like even this podcast to a certain extent could be considered improv, mm -hmm. right? Because we don't know what we're gonna talk about. We're just gonna just shoot the shit and hope for the best and hope it lands. But um, I feel like these type of things are gonna be the ones that open up doors that are gonna get you to, um, to a place where you wanna yeah. get to. I think, I mean, when you were a server, like you didn't, you didn't envision, you knew that something was going to change, right? Mm -hmm. But you didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Like, how do you go about, you know, that the transition from uh, you're doing this now you're doing this? How, how, what type of dialogue do you have in your head to know that you want to stay positive and know that you're going to go somewhere, right? The whole entrepreneur thing that you're talking about earlier. Yeah, like um, I guess me going from a server into say commercial loan officer i was like all right i know how to bust my ass i know how this works i know i need to follow this system because i'd done it with the business because i remember early on before i had any success was trying to build all of this and it's just running a, a million miles an hour i was a broke college student so i'm just like uh, doing presentations in all these different homes and around all these place uh, different places and, and just hustling on the business and hoping that it'll turn out and it took me like a, a a year to a year and a half to really start seeing a lot of the fruits of my labor and but i remember times like packing was it 20 people or uh was it 15 people 15 people in two cars and driving from dallas texas all the way up to las vegas for a conference <laughs> and we had bought like got these like rooms that we just all slept on the floors so we're just all operating on this faith of, of making something happen and and eventually that that flip happens um and seeing that so whenever i i became a server humbling experience going to commercial loan officer i was like all right i get a twenty four thousand dollars salary and i gotta make something happen yeah, I got to close a deal. And I'm like, well, if I fall on my face, I can go back to serving. What's mm -hmm. so bad about that? They're like, I already know what that's like. So I was like, let me give this a shot. So then I went out and door knocked on like 150 banks in my first six months. And it's just like, all right, I need to go out and meet people. I know that much. I know I need a network. Right? Yeah. And it's just like walking in a bank. Hey, I need to talk to this person. It's like, know, know what you're having to do to generate the network in whatever industry that you're in. Because I was like, I know how to make connections. This is how I built my entire business. So let me go apply it to this whole new world that I don't have any contacts in. Let me just get a, a wide net and then work the contacts from there. Or I say uh, tap rooting, uh, tap rooting through people who they know and who they know. Because mm -hmm. uh, most of the time, it's it's not the first person that you meet who's going to change your life, but it's the people who through through them that will completely change your life. Yeah. Well, uh, my example of that exact thing is when I was in college like I had my real estate professor and mentor Bain and because of Bain 
Bain was literally the catalyst to me being where I'm at now. Like he gave me the the knowledge I needed to to keep working hard and, and know what direction to push myself in. And then he made the intro to the, my first internship. And because I did that first internship, uh, Bain asked me to run a case study project and we took second. And our uh, like a corporate mentor for the group saw me like running the presentation and asked me to come work for the company. And like, that was how I ended up at Weitzman. Um, and then, you know, networking is how I ended up at 42 and, uh, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it, it, it is a, a spider web that just grows outward, the more you're willing to work it. Um, and I think it's worth pointing out too, like from the real estate side, when you're getting deals done, it's like 1% of your deals are going to hit. Yeah. that every like because you're going to look at 100 deals 10 of them are worth really looking at one of them is going to be one that you can close how do you stay motivated like when it comes down to that one percent i mean you're, you're talking about being denied 99 times mm-hmm. and then yes or you know at the end of night 30 whatever the breakdown is right but yeah if you were to get unfortunate 99 no's like how do you stay motivated to know like the next one's going to be the one uh you just you just have to have the belief that that one deal is going to be worth it and when you have that belief and you do achieve that deal it is 100 percent worth it because then it it validates all of the effort and the struggle you put in to even achieve that and now you have the recognition that achieving it is possible and you can kind of it doesn't feel awkward anymore because you've gone through the process now and you can you understand how you can replicate the process and scale it to bigger and bigger goals but it's it's getting over that initial hurdle but i mean once you get past that curve you're off to the races do you feel like it's different in the personal setting what i mean by that it's like you know i remember as a kid having a knock on door door right like Mm -hmm. i have 10 or 10 dozens of tamales and I have to like sell them all. Mm-hmm. If I don't sell them all, like we don't get to pay the bills. Right. It's like you knock on thirty doors and you sell six of them, and you're like, shit. I've knocked on twenty doors and everyone says no, mm-hmm. but I know I have four left. Mm-hmm. And then you knock on that one more door and they buy all four, and you're like, okay, cool, I'm done. Right. right. You can pay the bills, but like when it comes to the part, like in your job is one thing to know, like okay, I'm getting paid to be denied nine nine times. Mm-hmm. But in the personal setting, it's like I can just quit whenever I want and just. I'm living my life. I'm getting paid a good job. Do you, do you ever feel like those 99 no's at work translate over to your personal life to, to help you build resilience? Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, it's back to like a toughness thing. The The more you practice being tough, the tougher you get. Like, uh, I'm sure everyone that yeah. we know could attest to that. Yeah. And then like you... You, learn, you yourself learn to be tough. And then you also, as you've on your journey for success, you understand their, their circle of influence and who you surround yourself with and how important that is. And then you witness uh, people around you start having success and it just all feeds off of each other. Um, so that's a big reason why I'm very cognizant of, of who I surround myself with. Like I was really glad to get out of the serving industry because I was able to become, uh, get out of that negative, just general environment. I love the, the people that I was with. It's just, uh, it was more of a general negative negativity than I was used to or what I was surrounded with and it's okay am, am I surrounding myself around people that are uplifting supporting me because I know I'm going to have adversity so I want to make sure that they're there whenever I'm going through the adversity you shouldn't expect the adversity um I remember what was it sitting in uh 
uh, with my dad having uh, a macaroni grill and we're sitting there and he was like, Travis, if, if you love me, you'll go to college. And I was just like, Ooh, <laughs> I love you, but no. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, all right. Just, life throws a lot of unexpected curveballs. And I was like, okay, am I convicted enough in my beliefs uh, of what I think this business can, can do um, to actually go make this chance or take this chance and, and go against, say, my father's wishes? Um, what type of life do, do I want to live and resemble? Am I happy with what I'm doing right now, now that he's confronting me over this? And, okay, yeah, I, I am. I'm fine to go face that challenge. But I think a lot of people kind of don't necessarily expect to face adversity or expect it to be as overwhelming force as sometimes it is. Um, but you got to push through anyways. Yeah, you know, at certain times, like, you get exhausted. Yes. Your whole life has been a challenge. You get to a certain point, like, you, you get the job, and like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I'm fucking tired. Like, mm-hmm. I've done my whole life as I get to this point. Like, I can just coast for a little bit. And I think the unfortunate reality is that the person who's going through that deserves that break. Mm-hmm. But if that break lasts too many years, like, you will never be able to turn that switch back on. Yeah. Because you're going to just say accustomed to it. And that unfortunately, that switches in a break. Yeah, it's definitely a balance. Opposition, right? It's so like, did you, um, I guess, have you guys ever experienced that? Like, I know this past year for me has been like that, like, when it comes to fitness. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I get depressed, like, when I don't go work out. And it's so, like, the fact that these last couple of years, like, I'm back to like, one of my heaviest weights, like, it, it sucks. Because yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm letting myself down because everything else in life is going great. Mm-hmm. But this one thing that I've told myself means so much and I can't give it to, like, I feel like that switch is broken. So I'm right mm-hmm. now trying to carve myself into it, um, carve that switch back out, and I can turn it back on. But... Um, did you guys experience anything like that this past year as far as, you know, something unfortunately just not working out? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I could just talk about like the, where I was working at the start of the year. I was like, but, but, and even to kind of replicate Travis's thing, I was at a crossroads where I had to either compromise my moral integrity or I had to leave. And I was like, I would rather leave. It's not worth compromising my, my values and my, uh, my ethical structure. Um, but yeah, you, you're always going to deal with, with tough times, but I look at it like I have to consistently hold myself to a higher standard because I want to be um, able to know what I'm really capable of and like how good of a person I'm capable of being. But that doesn't happen unless you're consistently looking how to take on more responsibility and to do it efficiently, effectively, you know, contributing, like doing what's good for you while also doing what's good for your friends, your family, your community, uh, all simultaneously across all um, analyses of time too. So I think that's the, the, the most important part that you said is like the order that you said it in. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be you first. Yeah. And I think for me, like this past year, like unfortunately with the wedding and everything going on in my world, like my priorities shifted and mm-hmm. I forgot to work, work on myself. And so I gained momentum in the wrong direction mm-hmm. and now we're at where we're at. Yeah. Like I would definitely, what life is of course always uh, peaks and valleys. And I would say your, your journey of success through life is definitely a sprint plateau, sprint plateau. And you just plateau for a while. And, um, I would say at the beginning of this year, I know it, it was looking like a real breakout year for me. I was getting very excited uh, going to the beginning of this year or 2020. And then uh, obviously COVID hit and in the finance world, uh, that was really hard to lend dollars out during that time <laughs> period. Um, so it kind of flipped its head and I had like a, my worst professional year from a 
how many deals I brought in um, by a significant amount comparison to other years. But that was a humbling experience. Uh, but I was very thankful uh, to at least be in the position I am right now because I know a lot of, uh, of other people are, are in much worse situations, I guess, right now. But uh, I've also had to embrace it's okay for you not to be busy right now or, or have a, a ton going on though it's definitely picking up right now but during that time period it's okay to just breathe and, and enjoy this rest because you know uh, the sprint is coming I think that's one thing that I've, I've had this, a lot of discussions with people is like resting in 2020 right yep. but justifying being lazy is not what we're saying yep. mm-hmm. and I think that, that unfortunately a lot of people they like, I guess a lot of people, including myself, there was maybe two months in the, in the year to sort of justify, like, oh, it's okay, it's, it's a bad year, I, I can do this, or I can justify this or, or that. And at, at the end of it, it's like, for now, you need to stop justifying all this bullshit you're doing, mm-hmm. it's like, or not doing, because it's just a bad year. Like, at a certain extent, like, the, the life is going to continue on, and you're going to have to come back to it, so you rather, you know, dig a deeper hole, and, <laughs> you know, have to climb a little bit higher come next year, or just stop digging and start climbing. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. It's it's been an interesting, an interesting year for sure. And I think twenty twenty one hopefully are going to be a little bit different. But uh, like we said in the beginning of the, of the episode, uh, things things are off to a rocky start. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the things that you guys are working on? I guess I guess, I guess we, we we usually do a segment at the beginning of the year. This is season three, bro. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, and uh, we do some goals in the beginning. I know we talked about the goals last episodes. Yeah. But is there something that you guys are working on? Uh, for me, I want to. Uh be doing Wim Hof every day like that one for me I'm, I'm really enjoying doing that the uh, the breathing exercise specifically so I was meditating every day um, but compared to the like mindfulness I get doing the Wim Hof breathing exercise meditation is trash I'll never do that shit again in my life uh, for you because I think it's great Go, do try Wim Hof. You, I've tried it. Uh, they both work but I'm saying meditation is not trash. Uh, it's, it's trash. It's trash. <laughs> um but uh, that's really been a, a nice enjoyment for me. But then also just uh, reading more. Like I, I ended up getting 71 books done last year. So I'm going to see if I can do a little bit more this year. They're um, all executive summaries, guys. <laughs> he doesn't read the books. Right, right. <laughs> Cliff notes. Um, but that's been fun. And then uh, for me, the biggest thing is being more effective with my time. So it's like, all right, well, where, where are the inefficiencies I have right now? And what do I need to course correct on and just being very conscientious about doing that and having that assessment regularly and then acting upon the knowledge that you're able to 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 gain by having that self-reflection so that's my biggest thing yeah I guess uh, what on a professional level heading into this year um, businesses picked up significantly and we're moving into a a new market that uh, I've never been in and most of my contacts are in so I'm excited about diving into kind of that new frontier this year um, and traveling across the country meeting people and making those connections building out that network so I'm I'm going back to the hitting the streets again building awesome. new contacts so it, I was like I've, I've done this several times before now and it's like I understand the work that's required and it's a, it's a lot of work but it's like all right I'm ready to face that challenge and everything that it has to offer and then uh, I guess more on a, a personal level um, I yeah I would definitely I'm striving to read more books this year though I'm not pumping out 71 <laughs> like Randy here I'm like how am I supposed to follow up a statement like that I'm just like yeah I'm just gonna be reading some more 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, always making sure that uh, I'm refining myself uh, and, and I'm very interested to be able to see what's going on uh, actually in the world because I always love kind of red-pilling people uh, <laughs> and being sure uh, I'm we're heading in the right direction or, or at least I'm fighting for a particular uh, view that I can stand firm behind. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We'll catch you next week.